Welcome back, Sefer Zemanim of Mishneh Torah, Ilchot Shabbat, Perek Asar. This chapter is going to deal mostly with two subjects. Number one, just like we said that Rashut Harabim has sort of like a, the Rabbanan parallel, which is Carmelit. Carmelit should really be Mekomptor, Mideoraita, but Hamim made it into Carmelit. So too, Rashut Ayahid even when by the Torah definition should be Rashut Ayahid, Hachamim forbade certain kinds of Rashut Ayahid from being capable of being of transporting things within them. And they have a status sort of like Carmelit, and that's the subject of most of this chapter. And the second subject is what is considered a good enough wall, a good enough barrier for for any of these uh, terms that we are that, that we are using um, and that's the, the subject of the the last few alachot of this chapter just to review a little bit <clears throat> a place that was surrounded by walls from four sides each of the walls being more than 10 tefahim inside this place there is at least four by four tefahim that is Rashut Hayahid, so long as the Mechitzot were done for the purpose of making that place inhabitable, of for Dira, in order to enclose a place for someone to be able to live in it, a person or an animal, as we said in prior chapters. Now we're going to discuss specifically walls that were done not for the function of serving as Dira, but for a different function, and that's where this Gezera applies. Many times this Gezera is referred to by other people as Karpef. Uh, Karpef is but one example of this Gezera, so let's be precise with terms, at least per Harambam, in this Halachot. Halacha Aleph. Makom shelo ukaf ledira, ela sheyetash nisho la'aver, kegon ginot ufardesim, hugon amakif makom in ales ushumro v'chayose bahen, a place that was surrounded by walls, but this was not done in order to make the place inhabitable, but rather, or hospitable, but rather it, it serves whatever function it serves, exposed to the air and to the elements, like an orchard, like a backyard, or like when the walls are just meant to keep people outside from coming in. If these walls are otherwise Compliant, they have ten tefahim or more. So, for purposes of being hayav, when you transport something from outside to inside or from inside to outside, rabim to yahid, this is fully one hundred percent reshut yahid midoraita. However, ve'en metaltelim bechulo, ella imken yeshbo betzatayim opachut. However. In order to be able to carry within it, as would be the case in Rashut Hayahid, Hachamim required that it doesn't have an area of Betsa time, which is going to be explained in the third halacha or more, rather, has to, has to have Betsa time or less. But if it has more than Betsa time and it wasn't enclosed for hospitability purposes, then it has the same status as Carmelit and it's forbidden to transport things more than four amot within it in one in one shot. 
וכן עמוד שגבוה עשרה ורחב בצעתיים, likewise a surface that's elevated above ground more than ten tefahim and it has an area within it of betzatayim metaltelim al kulo you may you may transport all throughout it it doesn't have the gzera attached to it like it would if the reason it was rashutayahid was because of mehitzot so here we're talking about an elevated surface hayara haval sorry so, so the gezera attaches all the same. If it's less than betzah time or equal to betzah time, you can carry as much as you want. However, if, if it has more than betzah time of area, then you can only carry within four amot within it. Any solid surface coming out from the sea, like a little island, if it's less than 10 tefahim tall above the seawater, then it has the same status as the ocean, both are karmelit. So obviously within it you cannot carry more than four amot, but you may transport from the sea, from the water to the surface and from the surface to the water. However, once it's higher than 10 tefahim, then it gets its own definition. If it has an area of from 4 by 4 to betzatayim, given that now this is fully a rashut ayahid, and it's one that doesn't have the gezera, in other words, you can carry all throughout it, then hachamim did not want you to carry from it to the sea and vice versa, and therefore, you don't transport things from the sea to it or from it to the sea. If it had the area that's larger than time, then we are back to the rule of Allah. Even though this is fully, it has a height of 10 and an area of more than 4 by 4 given that now it has a status just like Carmelit, and you cannot carry within it, transport within it more than four amot, so Hachamim gave it back the same status of Carmelit in respect of carrying from it to the sea and from the sea to it. Because this is something that's too uncommon, and therefore Hachamim did not feel the need to include it within the same gazera. <coughs> so we are talking about betzah time, the area that's enough for two seim. How much is one seah? One se'ah is a square made of 50 by 50 cubits. Nimsa bet sa'atayim, makom sheyesh beshiburo hameshet alafim amma. So bet sa'atayim is something that has an area of 5,000 square amot. And this is the area, by the way, that was the area of the courtyard of the mishkan. So the mishkan is sort of like the maximum space that people perceive as being if it's more than this 
and it wasn't done deliberately as a private property and walls were not made in order to in order to um, uh, make them hospitable and inhabitable then hachamim did not want people to carry within it because in the consciousness of people this is not this is too large to be rishutayahid בכל מקום שיש בו כמידה הזאת בין שהיה מרובע שהוא שבעים ושיריים השבעים ושיריים או שיירים או שבעים ושערים So anywhere that has 5,000 square amot whether it's an exact square which is 70 and some by 70 and some amot בין שהיה עגול whether it was round בין שער הסולות or any other geometrical shape הרי זה נקרא בצעתיים this is what חכמים call בצעתיים הלכה ד' מקום שלא הוקף לדירה שיש בו בצעתיים a place that was not was not uh, surrounded by walls in order to make it inhabitable that has within it uh, an area of more than 5,000 אמות אם היה אורכו כשניים ברוחבו כדי שיהיה מעל חמישים sorry, if it has exactly 5,000 so if this place that has exactly 5,000 and the, its length it's twice its width כדי שיהיה מעל חמישים כחסר המשכן so it is 100 by 50 just like the משכן מותר לטלטל בכולו then it's permissible just like it was in the משכן to carry all through it אבל אם היה אורכו יתר על שיניים ברוחבו אפילו המאחת however if it's longer than it's wide more than two against more than the ratio of two to one אפילו המאחת even by one so it's 101 by um, a little over 49 then you may not carry within it more than four amot because the reason they made this amount is because of hasara mishkan and therefore if it has a length longer than 10 um, than 100 amot then it's already exceeding that paradigm that we have and we include it within the gazira a place that again was surrounded was enclosed in walls not for dira in paraspo pirsaya teral aiser amot begova asara tefahim begadar bahalashem dira mutal tatel bechulo you can fix it if there is an opening if there is a breach in one of the walls and that breach is at least one uh, ten amot in width and ten tefahim in height then this breach will have been enough to render the whole place not as and therefore if you close this breach and now you do it then suddenly it becomes as if the whole thing was enclosed for dira and you may carry within all of it even if you did so not 10 amot at once but one amma and then you close it and then another amma then you close it until you did as much as 10 amot then the same applies it's mutar to carry to transport all within it even if the whole area within it is many thousands of yards uh, of, uh, of space. 
הלכה ו. מקום יותר מבית צעתיים שהוא כף לדירה, a place that is larger than the amount we are talking about, larger than 5,000 square amot, that was surrounded for דירה. However, in Israel, Rubo, Harehuke, Hina, Veasul Taltel, Pehulo. If the majority of it is used for planting stuff, then it gets a status of Gina, and we ignore the walls, and because of the size, it's forbidden to transport through it, and it has the same sort of like Dina's Carmelit. Nizrami Oto, if only a minority of it was planted, in Nizrami Menno Betzatayim, Mutale Taltel Bechulo. So if, if it's the minority, we look at how much exactly was planted. If what was planted was betza time or less, then the whole thing is permitted because we go by the majority. But if you have more than betza time, more than 5,000 square amot planted, then even if it's the minority, it's forbidden to plant it, to, 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 carry, to carry within it. נתרו בו, הרי הוא כחסר, ומותר לטלטל וכולו. However, this is plantations of, uh, of גינה, of uh, plants and, and uh, roots and legumes of many sorts, but if this is trees, נתר is trees specifically, then it's permissible to, to use it because uh, trees really are, are, are something that's, uh, that's germane also to private residences, and it doesn't make the place look like something that's not רשות היחיד. נתמלא מים, אפילו היו עמוקים הרבה, if the place was flooded, even if the water is very high, אם היו ראויים לתשמיש, הרי הם כנתעים, ומותר לטלטל בכולו, ואם אינם ראויים, הם מטלטלים בו אלא וארבע אמות. If this water is, uh, is not, is, is usable, If it's, uh, if it's, if it's, if, sorry, if the water does not render the place unusable, then no matter that there is water, we don't say that because there is water now, it's like a gina, and therefore it should have the status of Carmelit. Since you can still use it, it still preserves the status of, uh, of Hatser, and it was Hukaf Lidira, and therefore even if it has more than Betsa time, it's permissible to carry within it. But if the water ‫הוא <laughs> 7,500 square amot, and over 2,500 of those, there was a roof. They put a roof over that much, that amount. Then, because that roof encloses only the area within it, then you end up with less than betza atayim outside the roof. You, you sort of imagine them as now two separate pieces, two thirds and a third, and each of them is compliant and and although it's it doesn't have more than bits at time and therefore you can carry within it and the 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 strategy the mental strategy 
to understand what's happening with the roof is called Pitikra uh, Yoret Besotem, similar concept to what we studied last chapter. You see the roof as if creating a wall adjacent to its edge. So from its edge, you lower, you draw an imaginary wall down to the floor, and now you have two separate spaces. So we are back to Makom Shukaf Shelolishem Dira. Nifras Bimlo Ole Haser, a Makom Shukaf Shelolishem Dira, now one of its walls gets breached completely towards a place that is Hukaf Leshem Dira Haser. And then vice versa, if you look at the Haser, the Haser's wall now is open to this place that Hukaf Shelolishem Dira. Haser Muteret Keshehayeta. The Haser doesn't stop being permitted because now it's open to a Karpef, to the place that is subject to the Gezerah. However, the Karpef but the Karpef will not become permissible just because it's open to the Haser that is Rashut Ayahid. And the interaction of the earth space, uh, this commingling of earth space, does not render the Karpef permissible to carry within it. So now, how can you shorten or, or, or decrease the area, the size of this Karpef? So uh, doing so by planting trees within it, is not going to work. The trees are part of the scenery. They, they, we don't see them as walls. We don't see them as cutting this space into smaller spaces. However, if you build a amud, some vertical construction next to one of the walls, and this amud is at least ten tefahim high, uh, and, and and it has a, a a length, a width of at least three tefahim then this uh, this is enough of a hekker to separate to separate between areas uh, to create these uh, separate areas within the same karpef and that would be enough to 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 decrease the size respectively of each of these two areas perhaps making them sufficiently small so you can carry within each of them but if it's less than three then as we said several times less than three is considered a an insignificant protrusion that is Part of the surface from which it's protruding. That's called lavud. Likewise, if uh, the mechisa is far away from the wall, so the, the amud that you are erecting is far away from the wall, more than three, then you see it as its own thing. If it's less than three, it's part of the same wall, and it's as if you didn't do anything. And if anyone is watching on YouTube, um, actually, this is not a picture that corresponds to this halacha, but it does correspond to halachot zayin, which here are numbered zayin one and zayin two. This is the 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 bayit shalosh seim, and it has the the roof over it. Halachatet tach et akotel batit. Af al pi sheino yachol l'amud b'fli atzmo. So something had exactly. And then 
my creative idea to make the place smaller and be able to carry within it is to apply a very thick coating to the walls from the inside, thereby reducing the area in, that's being enclosed. That's fine. Even if the this um, coating is not going to last for a long time. Now we are back to the case of a risen surface of 10 tefahim or more. And I want to permit carrying all throughout the top of that surface by building, by erecting a wall around this, erect, this uh, risen surface. So in other words, I'm, back, I'm on the ground level. I'm seeing this uh, surface 10 tefahim from the ground on which I'm standing, rising above it. And I want to go around it and create another mechitza around it to sort of like making the inside kosher. So that's fine so long as the mechitza is at least three tefahim away from the, the erected, the reason surface that I'm trying to, to make into mukaf ledira. Um, because then it's going to be a mechitza in and of itself. But if it's too close to it, then it's just like putting a wall on top of a wall, which really is seen as the same wall. If, if, however, anything happens to this reason surface and uh, somehow that reason surface stops being reason and I still have now the wall I erected right around it within three tefahim or less, then suddenly the wall I erected becomes significant, it comes back to life and everything within it now becomes mukaf lidira. And by the way, this is probably true, even if this uh, happened only through ten amot of the of the risen surface, just like we saw before, ten amot of a wall that's that's uh, that's breached and is then rebuilt l'shem dira is enough. An area that's in the backside of some houses, and that area has more than 5,000 square amot. So it has the same case, the same uh, din, and we consider it as karpef, and it's forbidden to carry within it, even if the houses are open directly to it. Because although the houses are, the, 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 the you can't get more mukafle dira than a house, but what was Mukafadira was the house, and the walls of the houses were not really meant for this area that's to their backside. However, if, <clears throat> if the houses were first open to that area and only then it was enclosed, then the enclosement of that area now gets colored by the fact that there was a house open to it. And the whole thing is considered mukaf l'shemdira, and it's permissible to carry within it. All of these things, let me add an asterisk, subject to aruve haserot, which are not the subject of this chapter. An area 
a very wide area that has presumably more than Betsa'atayim. And it's on the one side, one of its sides leads to the city. And the other side leads to a path that leads to the river. Then all you need to do is create a wall that's adjacent to the wall that leads to the city. And this is, we're talking about a city that's completely surrounded by walls. And this city is Rashut Ayahid. So all you need to do is add a little bit, a little bit of a wall, the beginning of a wall, which is called the Lehi, next to the, the wall, adjacent to the wall that leads to the city. So th this is creating, starting the creation of sort of like a virtual wall leading all the way to the end of this Rehava. And, and that, that's fine, that's enough because the wall of the city is, is definitely Mukafledira and it takes over the entire area. And it's permissible then to carry from the city to this area and from this area to the city. Halachayot Bet. Yahid, Sheshavad Babik'ah, Ve'asamechisa Savivlo. An individual who was, he was in the Bik'ah, and the Bik'ah, by the way, is Karmelit, as we mentioned before. So he finds himself in the valley between mountains, not an area that is Midbar, not an area that is Rashut Arabim, not an area that is very conducive for the fast, uh, the fast trans transportation, which would be Rashut Arabim. And then he decides to make a Mechitza around himself, maybe to protect himself from wild animals or whatnot. If that area that he decided to enclose has up to 5,000 square amot, he'll be permitted to carry all through it. This being Carmelit. However, if it's more than that, he's limited to four amot. Same if it wasn't one person, but two of them. However, once you get to three persons, three Jews or more, now we have a special situation that was dealt with particularly by Hachamim. And they said three persons or more, that's called a caravan, a shayara. And they carved out explicitly an exception from this Dean of Karpef. And they said they should be allowed to make mechitzot around them for an area, however large they want. However, um, the, the area that they are enclosing cannot have within it an area of 5,000 amot, square amot or more that doesn't contain any of their possessions. But if there is such an area of Betzatayim that doesn't have any other possessions and they don't need it for any other purpose, then they are for, they go back to the general rule, which is Karpef, forbidden to carry within it more than four Amot. And one detail to this halacha, these three people cannot include a minor, it's three adults. More details of this special rule of Shayara. 
שלושה שהקיפו כזה סולקן וקנו שביתה, ואחר כך מת אחד מהם, let's say from these three one of them dies in the middle of Shabbat, הרי הן מותרים לטלטל בחולה. They are still permitted the other two to carry within it since the other person was alive when Shabbat, and, when Shabbat started. קנו שינה עם שביתה ביתרים בצעתיים, if two of them, they, they, they did so in more than בצעתיים, ואחר כך בא להם שלישי, and then a third person comes during Shabbat and joins them, So they did something that when Shabbat entered was karpef. They weren't permitted to carry within it because there were only two and they had an area of more than bits time. And then after Shabbat, a third person joins them. This doesn't help. Because we only look at the moment in which they, they actually go into this situation. Uh, the moment that Shevita, and I'm not sure if Shevita means the moment Shabbat begins or the moment they actually build that, they erect that wall around them. Um, I'm not sure which of the two is Shevita, so I'm going to leave it open-ended. הלכה יוד דלת, שלושה מקומות המוקפים שלא לשם דירה זה בצד זה ופתוחים זה לזה. Three places that are surrounded שלא לשם דירה, they're enclosed not for דירה. And they are open to one another. And they form sort of like an hourglass. There is, imagine four large squares with a smaller rectangle connecting them. These are the three areas. So what happens is the two outer squares sort of have three walls and a, a fourth incomplete wall. which is created by the inner rectangle. And it turns out that each of them had a person. So when they did Shevita, there was a person living in, the, in one of the extreme squares, a person in one of the extreme squares, and a person in the middle. So all three of them can join together to become a Shayara. ונותנים להן כל צורכן, and they can enclose however much area as they may need. היה עם שעיר רחב ושניים החיסונים קצרים, however, if the opposite is true, the middle one was the, the large squares, and it sort of decreases from that point and on. שנמצא האמצעי בפסין משני רוחותיו, and as you can see in this picture, then what ends up happening is the middle one is the one that has uh, two real walls and two walls that are sort of like half walls because um, they, they are interrupted by the rectangles connected to each of these sides. Then uh, what ends up happening is the middle one is the one that separates from the other two and therefore לפיכחים שבת יחיד בזה ויחיד בזה ויחיד בזה We see each of the three separately, and if there is a person in each of them, each person has to have their own calculation about Betzatayin. However, you are not allowed to connect to three of them, but you are allowed to connect each of them with the one next to it. So if you have two and one, then that's enough to have three. And then these three are Shayara, and they can have a, however much space as they need. Now we begin the second subject of this chapter. 
And now this is what makes a good mehisa, what makes a good wall for all purposes we are describing so far for creating Rashut Ayahid or Mekom Pitor or Karmelit for that purpose of, or anything of that sort. So first rule, and this is by the way the rule that would invalidate the strings according to Harambam that people put around cities nowadays. Kol mehisa a wall that's not strong enough to withstand a common burst of wind is not a good wall. Also, a, a wall that's not made to stay, to stay there, lenahat is like lehaniyah, to, to be left there, is not also a good wall. Likewise, a wall, the purpose of which is just for privacy reasons, a privacy screen, not what they call today a privacy screen, many of those probably are good walls, but just a wall, let's say, of a of a changing room, a changing room in a in a store, those are not made for anything but for privacy, is not a mechisa. Also, a mechisa that doesn't have ten tefachim or more is not a full mechisa. It's mechisa for some things, but not for other things, as we'll see. Gidur hamisha umchisa hamisha misterefin. And one, um, one uh, sort of like footnote to this: if you have a mechisa that is made five tefachim of which is a gader, we are going to see it later, and five tefahim of which is a mechitza, that's enough and you can combine them and see them as one mechitza of ten. One more thing that invalidates a mechitza, if the mechitza, if the wall has more breached space than enclosed space. However, if it has as much bridge space as enclosed space, that is muteret, However, it cannot have any bridge that is larger than 10 amot. So another reason why the strings wouldn't work as mechitzot, if you look at them, it's actually all of it is parutz. There is nothing that is omed, and not only that, they do have each pirza. Even if you had only one surat petah of that string, and everything else was a fully standing compliant wall, if that surat petah is more than ten amot, if that sorry, if that pirza, if that bridge is more than ten amot, you would need a surat petah for it not to be. An invalidating breach. And that Surata Petah has conditions for it to be capable of preventing a breach of ten of more than ten amot from invalidating the rest of the wall. And if this breach has on top of it the shape of a gate, like a string, but it cannot be a string, as we'll see in a bit, even if it has a length, this bridge, more than 10 amot, it would not invalidate the rest of the of the wall, so long as if you combine all of this 
breaches that have surota petah on top of them, you still have more standing wall, or at least the same amount of standing wall as breach space. A qualification to what we said. All of these breaches we are talking about are breaches that have at least three tefahim uh, across because if there were less than that, for example, if you take any fence that has uh, any vertical fence, so you have this vertical beam connected to a vertical beam, connected to a vertical beam, and so on and so forth, and there's much more air than, than, than beams, but because each of these beams is less than three tefahim from the next one, you see them as contiguous and they are seen as one solid wall. To illustrate halachayot het, kesad, so, for example, if you have kanim, uh, uh, kanim means um, uh, straws or, or some kind of, uh, of a uh, bamboos standing erected one next to the other, and, uh, and they don't have more than three tefahim between them, among each and every one of them, or or the same thing, but now horizontally, you put ropes around, and each rope from the next rope is less, less than three tefahim. This is This is the full, fully solid And this is true even if you only do it horizontally or only vertically. You don't need to to to, to have both vertically and horizontally. Um, however, the height in either case needs to be at least 10 tefahim, and you'd count until the, the height of the vertical beam or until the height of uh, the, the highest part of the highest rope if, if it's uh, horizontal. And all of these shi'orim which we just described and what makes a mechitza, a good mechitza or not, is all halakha lemoshem isinai. It's all things that have no source, as we explain what halakha lemoshem isinai means, and have no mahloket. They are not open to debate. They have no source, and uh, they are not derived from any derasha that we have preserved. So it's as things that were given to Moshe at Har Sinai, and um, they are sort of like, uh, in a way, arbitrary, and in a way, uh, defined. They're not open to further discussion. Now, we mentioned Surat HaPetach. We're going to explain what that means. Surat Petah Hamura Bechol Makom Hiafilu Kane Vechayosebo Mikan, the Kane Mikan, the Kane Algabehen. The Surat Petah that we talk about everywhere, it can be made even as, from something as thin as a Kane, as a bamboo, uh, as a bamboo um, uh, cane from each side and one on top. 
גובה שנייה לחיים עשרה תפחים הוא יותר so long as on the sides the height is at least ten תפחים והקנה וכיוסה בו שעל גביהן אף על פי שלא נוגע בשנייה לחיים אלא יש ביניהם כמה אמות הואיל וגובה הלחיים עשרה הרי זו סולת הפתח and then the one that is placed uh, horizontally on top of them doesn't need to actually touch them to be connected to the two vertical ones but rather needs to be aligned so that it lines up exactly on top of the other two that is enough for it to be surat petah even if it has a, an empty space of uh, several amot uh, between them בסולת פתח שאמרו צריכה שתהיה בריאה לקבל דלת אפילו דלת של לקש this is the, the most fatal flaw of the string for a surat petah to work it needs to be strong enough to be able to sustain a, a door. So this is really a gate. And as a gate, it should serve a function of holding a door in it. So it should be able to, to be strong enough to support a door, even if it were a door of cash, a door made of, of, uh, of straw, very light door, but a door nonetheless. Now, you don't need to be an engineer to realize that a nylon string or any other string of uh, extending over several feet uh, for a certain amount of height is certainly, certainly not strong enough to hold any kind of door, not even of paper, not even of the lightest material in the world, it would collapse in a millisecond. What happens if the top, if the, the horizontal beam on top is not really straight, but it's arched? So you ignore the arch and you just look at the fully vertical uh, sides of it. If that straight area has 10 tefahim, that's fine as surat petah. We don't need the top to be straight. However, a surat petah that's not fully aligned, if the top is not fully aligned with the two sides, that's nothing. Because gates are, are are done in that way of uh, of being perfectly aligned with the center back to the mehisa now halakha kaf alef bakol osin mehisa ben bechelim ben beochalim ben beadam afilu bivhema ushar mine hayavaof behu sheyu kefutim kedesh lo yanudu you can use anything any material whatsoever in the world to create a wall even living things, even living creatures, so long as those living creatures are immobilized. So let's say if you tie your horse and you make sure that your horse cannot move, then, then even if the horse is alive and well and alive and kicking, the horse can constitute a mechisa if it comes to it. A wall that was not erected but is rather naturally standing, it's fine. Also, something that was created was formed during Shabbat. Uh, you can imagine in the strong winters of New York that uh, you wake up and suddenly there is a wall made of ice. I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you get the point. Something that you wake up Shabbat morning and there is a wall suddenly there, that's fine as a mechisa. So let's say 
God forbid your horse died and you want to make out of that dead horse that wasn't there before Shabbat and Mechitza. Being now said Bishkaga, and if it was done with not on purpose, then it would be enough to, to, to carry within whatever is enclosed through that wall, using that wall on Shabbat. This is similar, by the way, to Sukkah, as we're going to see. Uh, so long as a person, or if in, in this case, that's creating that mechitzah, doesn't know that it's being used as to serve as the function of a wall. So you, you take your bodies, take 10 of them and tell them, okay, all of you stand here right next to each other and uh, someone else is going to take a picture, smile, and then there is no picture. But meanwhile, you use all of them um, to have created a mechitzah, which you needed for something to be rashatayahid, so you could bring back the, the whatever you dropped before Shabbat into the house. So that will be fine if they don't know that they're being used to make a wall. Now, a little fault with the example I just brought, of course, all of this is if you didn't mean. So you actually were playing pretend to take a picture, and then while that was happening, you realized, hey, that's so neat. All of these people turning around just created the mechitza, and look, I just found something I need to bring inside the house. That's fine, but if you purposely intended for this to create a mechitza, it doesn't work anymore. This loophole is only after the fact, not before the fact. Even if the persons creating the mechitza were not aware of it, and so too if they are aware of it, then it's forbidden to carry within it. Not only that you'll be able to carry in such a mechitza, but it's permissible to build a mechitza of people without their knowledge. And it's permissible to carry within it if you weren't the one that built the wall. So here's how this could work out. Let's say I uh, I dropped outside my house in Rashut Harabim. I dropped I dropped something that I really need for Shabbat, and I cannot obviously bring it from outside to inside. So someone else, that's not me, knows how upset I am, and without my asking, goes and and uh, gathers a hundred of my friends and tells them to surprise me with the huge uh, line from each side and, and, and thereby creating really all the walls between my house and the object that I want to carry and then knocks on my door and tells me, hey, look, there is a Rashut Ayahid here and, and none of them knows that they are being used for Mechitza, then that's fine for me to go and carry. A tree that has branches hovering over the ground. Then you can use this tree to, to, to create a wall. And if the branches start less than three from the ground, 
then use whatever you want or you can find to fill the spaces between the branches so that you create a wall that doesn't have any opening of more than three tefahim, then everything is seen as contiguous. And then you tie to the ground so it doesn't move too much in a in a in a um, common wind. And then that could serve as a good wall. And and sorry, so so just to understand this tree, this tree is actually creating almost like an enclosed space within it. And uh, and then you want to create really a, a tree house, but not a tree, a house on a tree, but a house made of the tree. So you bring the branches to touch them against the ground and you create sort of like, uh, not on Shabbat obviously, but you create sort of like a, a little enclosed space right under the tree, surrounded on all sides by the tree and you fill up all of those spaces like we described. Uh, provided that the tree doesn't create a space of more than 5,000 square amount that would need to be a huge, huge, huge tree. Um, but if it's larger than that, then you can only carry four amot because whatever is covered under those, that makeshift uh, tree house is not going to be considered and then back to the halachot and as a refresher of the halachot of the beginning of this chapter, this would be the Dean of Karpef and it's forbidden to carry more than four amot within it. And with this, we finish this chapter.